Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm here by myself today. It's a little lonely, but the beautiful thing is that I'm imagining all my seventh sisters hanging out with me. So if you're listening in today, you are my seventh sister, and I'm really glad you're here. I'm going to share with you some ideas for record keeping today. So homeschooling high school in particular, it calls for a lot of record keeping. This is not always our favorite thing about homeschooling high school. In my experience and in the experience of a lot of my homeschool friends in our local community over the years, and um, among my homeschool sisters that I have met online in the last 10 years since SevenSistersHomeschool.com began, there's been a lot of talk about record-keeping strategies. So let's just take a moment here and uh, stare the challenge right in the eye and see if we can take some of that threat out of it, see if we can take something that feels like um, a heavy weight that's dragging our homeschool down and turn it into something that is much friendlier and much more manageable and sustainable. So that's the big thing with homeschool record keeping. You need a system that's going to be sustainable. A lot of us start the year with a new planner. And don't get me wrong, I love me some planners. In fact, I just love office supplies and school supplies of all types. And um, yeah, I get a total, total kick out of planning and organizing and figuring out how I'm going to keep track of all the stuff. But setting that up for the new year and actually following through over the course of the year, well, those are two entirely different things, at least in my experience. So if you are at all like me, if you are not one of those very disciplined, very organized people who has no problem keeping track of all the papers and all the grades and all the logged hours and all the book lists and all of the checklists that go into a homeschool high school year, well, this is the episode for you, I guess. Um, if you are one of those people who is beautifully organized and stays on top of it, well, good for you. You can be an encouragement to the rest of us, but we're also not going to pattern ourselves off of you. Now, don't be offended. You're doing a wonderful job, but each of us as a homeschooler needs to find a system that is going to fit our homeschool. It's got to fit our personal style to a degree that we will faithfully use it and follow through. It's got to be sustainable or it's not serving its purpose. So let's talk about a few questions that you can ask yourself that will help you find a system that's going to work for your homeschool. You can't just copy somebody else's, even if that somebody else is really, really um, successful and efficient and um, impressive in how she makes it all come together. You can't just be her. You got to be you and you got to figure out what are the tools that you need to stay on top of all of it. So uh, let's start with that. Who are you and how do you manage your home, your family, your calendar, your church activities, your community activities, your work? If you work for someone else, if you work for yourself from home, 
part-time, full-time, all of those different varieties. They make up the um, feel and the structure of homeschool homes all over the place, and not one is exactly like somebody else's. We often remind you on the Homeschool High School podcast and on the Facebook Lives at sevensistershomeschool.com, in the blog there, even in our curriculum, we remind you that there is not one right way to homeschool. And we really mean it because each of you is, well, each of you. You're each individuals and the people who live in your house and eat all your groceries and keep adding to the clothes in the hamper, they're each individuals too. And you take all those individuals and you put them into clumps and you've got tremendous variety from one homeschool to the next. So the way you go after success in your homeschool needs to be some kind of an extension of a reflection of the individuals who live in your home. So if you start by thinking about how you, as the homeschool parent, manage the home in general, how do you manage cleaning? How do you manage grocery shopping and meal planning? How do you manage bill paying and home maintenance and keeping up with the cars and um, medical appointments, all of those things? What, what is your approach? Do you do all of it? In some homes, mom does all of that. She is very fond of the way that she does it, and so she wants it to be hers. Some people would use the word control freak. I think that that's harsh. I think that some moms are wired for lots of detail and for lots of responsibility. And if it's working for your family, it's working for your family. So no judgment here. Other families are very, um, very disciplined, but the workload is spread across the whole family. And so each kid has specific chores or specific days where a chore is their responsibility. And then that same chore might be someone else's responsibility on a different day. You have things that are done as a team. You have things that are done solo. Uh, There can be just tremendous uh, effectiveness that comes from that kind of approach. And there are also probably some of you who are listening to me describe that who are thinking, I would rather just have my hair and teeth pulled out than to try to organize a system that would work that way because that's just not us. That's not our family. Some of you don't have a system at all. You are those extremely spontaneous people you do things organically. You hope that things don't get turned in late too often, especially if there's going to be you know, penalties associated with that late submission. And somehow it's working anyway. And it's okay with you that things are done loosely. But for homeschooling high school, you still need to have enough of a ducks in a row kind of setup that by the end of the year, you're ready to enter things on the homeschool high school transcript. And you feel confident that the credits that you are listing there, that the student earned over the course of the year, you want to feel confident that those credits really were earned. You want to know whether all the chapters were completed, whether all the tests were taken and passed. You want to know whether the papers were written and the books were read. You want to know whether the field trips and the experiential learning, whether the, the hours that went into that actually earned the credit that you're showing, the experiential learning earned. So you need some kind of a log system where you're, you're keeping an eye on how many hours, how many days, how many weeks, whatever, were invested in apprenticeships, in field trips, in lab experiments, um, it, whatever it was that you were doing that was hands-on learning. There are a lot of pieces there, and in order to maintain our integrity 
as homeschoolers who are creating transcripts, we have to have some kind of a system that does keep the pieces of evidence that really do need to be kept. And that also doesn't overwhelm us with keeping every single piece of paper that our kid generated over the course of a year because that's too much and you don't need all of it. Okay, so deciding how you are going to keep your homeschool records should probably be somewhat in line with the way that you do your home management anyway. If you have a pretty loose style of home management and if things tend to be a Oh, every week or so we catch up on this, that, or the other that perhaps fell by the wayside, but we're not really a daily schedule kind of, kind of family, well, then maybe you want to just think about having a place in the house where all the schoolwork goes, a place where the finished papers are put, uh, whether this is a wooden crate or mom's desk or a cardboard box in the corner of the living room whatever works for you. Probably not the kitchen table or the kitchen counter because other things need to happen there that are often messy. So if you don't want to, uh, to have the papers intermingled with the gravy or whatever, then perhaps maybe not the kitchen counter or table, but some spot that is the central drop-off location. And then every week or two weeks, or if you're brave, once a month, you go through all of it. And you sort through and decide what you're keeping and what you don't really need to keep. And you add the hours that were jotted down on a piece of paper. You add those to whatever the the log is that you're keeping, a spreadsheet on your laptop or whatever where you're logging hours. You you file the tests in a spot where you're going to be able to find them easily at year end, whether you hole punch them and put them in a three-ring binder for a portfolio or whether everything for you is digital and online and you have a file folder there on your desktop that is for chemistry tests for this year. Whatever your, your, your overall approach to record keeping is, digital, paper, or a mix of both, every week or two weeks, or if you're brave, once a month, go through all of it and get it caught up. And that is okay. Now, perhaps you're listening to that and you're thinking, that's a horrible idea. You're always going to be behind and things are going to get lost. And okay, if that's the reaction you're having, then you are probably more disciplined, more structured and less organic than that family. And that's okay too. So if you are someone who is, who is very uncomfortable with that idea of just having a place where everything gets dropped, then maybe you want to think of a crate that has hanging folders in it. And each one is labeled for a particular kid, for a particular academic subject that that kid is studying this year. So maybe you have um, John's math, John's chemistry, John's English language arts, John's foreign language, and John's career exploration. And maybe those are hanging there and those are the things that there are regularly pieces of paper being generated for. And your deal then with John is that every time he finishes a piece of paper, he puts it in the appropriate folder. And then mom can go through, or dad, whoever is in charge of that one, can go through that folder and grade what needs to be graded or record grades that have already been given if John is self-grading some of his work. There's so many different ways to homeschool high school well. And you need to give yourself permission to have that same adaptability and flexibility within your record-keeping system. But you do need a system. So my encouragement to you is that before you launch into the new year, if possible, you create what your system is going to be for this year. And you let that system be a reflection of your general home maintenance and family maintenance system. 
Let it be something that's in line with your personality and your kids' personalities and the way your household typically runs. If you have a system like that, you're not gonna use it perfectly, but even when you fall off a little bit and you don't stay on top of it, you're not gonna fall that far off because you won't be trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. It'll be a system that is shaped like your family anyway. And so even if you fall a bit behind, you'll be able to catch up and get things back in order. If you're using a system that doesn't fit you at all, you're gonna get so frustrated, you're gonna quit using it altogether. And then things are just gonna be willy-nilly wherever they happen to fall and you're gonna have a mess at year end or at mid-year when you're trying to pull things together uh, to see what's been accomplished and what got missed. Um, final thought here, if you are someone who really wants your kids to be very much involved in crafting their high school transcript. It's probably a good idea to have them very much involved in actually keeping the records, in updating things and in staying up to date on it. There is um, there's a, a divide kind of in parental approaches in high school. And we try, as, as your homeschooling big sisters, we've done this for a lot of years with our own kids and with um, a lot of families in our local community. And, We've seen that it's important pretty universally for teens to begin taking greater and greater ownership of their education. Now, what I mean by that is not necessarily taking greater ownership of the record-keeping process, but of the education itself. Instead of the parent um, feeding all of the important information to the student, instead of the parent teaching the child everything, like maybe it was when they were in first grade or fourth grade, by high school, we want to be equipping our kids to learn things on their own. We want to be fostering an attitude of lifelong learning. We want to be building critical thinking skills. We want kids who know how to go out and find resources for more information or for help when they don't know how to do something. We want them to be the kind of 40-year-olds someday who know how to get the info that they need about how to register their out-of-state vehicle that they just bought, used, and have to transport across state lines and all of that. H how do you call? How do you find the right government office to call and ask? How do you get the paperwork and follow the instructions to fill it out? What professional mechanic do you ask for information about inspection rules for one state or another? These kinds of things are going to come up the rest of their lives, situations where they're not sure because they've never done this before. And we want, during high school, we want our teens to be practicing in a fairly safe environment, learning how to find those resources for themselves when they're not sure how to do something. And so that means sometimes doing an academic subject pretty much as independent learning over the course of a year. If it's a textbook or a course that is laid out um, in, a, in a friendly style where your kid doesn't feel completely intimidated by the material and the way in which the instruction is presented. And if it's something where they feel like, yeah, I think I could do this pretty much on my own, mom, then mom should stop hovering and mom should stop micromanaging and checking in every day. And instead, just occasionally touch base to see if um, you know the needed accountability is in place. Are you moving through the chapters at the rate that we said you would need to, to complete this by year end? You wanna be checking the work um, periodically, grading things to see if the material is being mastered, but we want our teens to take more and more ownership because that is preparing them for real life and for responsible living after high school graduation. 
That doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be the ones um, recording all of the details for the transcript. And I have, I have heard some mom shaming taking place. And boy, we do not need any more mom shaming in the world, right? I mean, you're a mom, so you already feel all kinds of burdens of guilt and responsibility for all sorts of things that you probably shouldn't. And then when moms take to shaming one another, well, that's just not good. So we don't want to feed into that. But I have heard mom shaming um, from the very organized and structured parents who also have a homeschool that is uh, very much a division of labor home. So everyone has specific chores and tasks, and um, that's the way their family runs. And so the assumption is, well, if your teen is mature and responsible, then um, he should be putting together his own portfolio as the year goes on. And he should be um, uh, doing that, that record-keeping piece of it. And I know other moms who just want to do it themselves. They want it in their own spreadsheet on their computer or... There are actually still paper people out there. I was one of them. I love paper. I wanted to see stuff entered in my own handwriting. I didn't want it made messy by two different kinds of handwriting showing up on the page. And yes, some of you think that's silly. And that's okay. You can chuckle at me quietly and privately. Please don't mom shame me all over social media. But um, there's, there's room for all different flavors, guys. That's really what I'm trying to get at. And so you need to, um, you need to give yourself some grace. If your style of record keeping doesn't look exactly like someone else's, but you do have a system and it does keep you on track at least four times a year, at least quarterly, you're kind of checking in and you have a good sense. You have your fingers on the pulse of your homeschool. You know where you've fallen behind a bit. You know what areas are calling for catch up. You know what is, wow, just blossoming. And it looks like maybe we're going to morph this from a college prep credit into an honors credit because I think that, yeah, I think that's possible. Let's talk to our kid about that. Um, so there's there's so many ways to be flexible as, as the year goes on. If you have a system in place that is a good fit for you and is an extension of how the rest of your family runs, if it is, then it's going to be sustainable. You're going to stick with it and you're not going to do it perfectly, but even when you fall behind, you're going to be able to fix it and move on ahead. Talk with your kids about what your expectations are for record keeping, whether they are going to be a really heavy duty part of that, keeping their own portfolio pieces and logging stuff all on their own, or whether you're going to do all of it in your own adorable handwriting in a purple pen. Um, and they're just going to be placing things in the wooden crate that you've chosen to be your collection point. Whatever your approach is, talk clearly with your teenagers about it and make sure that those expectations are articulated well. Um, ain't nothing worse than a household where people have unspoken expectations that are then disappointed and resentments build up and there's frustration that never needed to happen because you could have just chatted about it in the first place and said, okay, here's what I'm expecting. Are you on board? Do you understand? Here we go. Let's do this together. So if you are looking toward a new school year, come up with a system. If you are listening to this podcast and you are partway through a school year and it's not going well, well, it's never really too late to stop and create a system. Look around. What's working well for you in your homeschool? Build on that. What's not working so well? 
uh, don't try to just say, well, we should do it this way. Those should statements are not going to fix it for you. Look at what does work well for your family and let your record keeping system grow out of that. That's a little big sister advice from a homeschool mom who's been there and done that for a whole lot of years. And I just want to encourage you to be you. There's not one right way. If you are looking for some planning and organizational resources, there are a bunch of those at sevensistershomeschool.com. In the ebookstore, look for the homeschool planning section. You can find tools there for writing mission statements for your homeschool, for scheduling backwards, for choosing curriculum, for creating a high school transcript, and more. We want to be an encouragement to you with practical and uh, real-life tested resources that are going to help you not just copy someone else's homeschool, but thrive in yours. So thank you for tuning in today. If you have wonderful strategies that you have found to be super helpful for your family and you want to share them, please pop over to the blog, find blog posts on planning and goal setting and record keeping. Uh, Look for the videos on Facebook Live on the Seven Sisters Homeschool Facebook page and leave some comments there. Share your experience with us. We all do a better job of this homeschooling thing when we link arms and share our stories and help each other out. I hope you are having a wonderful day and a wonderful week, and I look forward to spending more time with you on future episodes of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.